Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Carrie Desberg from Agilaw. Carrie, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you, Brad. Excited to be here. Love this topic. Yeah, very excited. So tell me a bit about yourself, about your company, what you're up to. Well, I'm a forever marketing and public relations person. I started as a purebred PR person and probably somewhere around the mid-2000s morphed into a marketing and PR. And that's definitely something that I appreciate in my career because PR, it's really all about the story. And in B2B tech, the consumerization of the way that you go to market means that story is important in B2B as it is in B2B, B2C. So I always appreciate that background very much. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm fully... B2B, and I have been since probably 2011 working for a host of technology companies from Danaher to WatchGuard to Impartner and now Agiloft, which should I give you a little bit of a rundown about what we do? Awesome. I love it. So what's this year look like for you guys in marketing and what have your priorities been and areas of focus and all that stuff? Well, the year looks great. I joined Agiloft about five and a half months ago, happy where I was. And the legal process is always a challenging one and just so many contracts. And when a headhunter approached me about this job and contract lifecycle management, I thought, you know what? I know that problem. I can walk into that market. And what an absolutely hot market this is. It's just white hot. Because when you think about what ERP systems have done for operations and what CRMs have done for sales and what marketing automation platforms like HubSpot or Marketo and Sixth Sense and you know, Terminus and other ABM companies like that. It's changed the nature of those roles. And that digital transformation is happening in a way that was not quite happening as quickly in things like legal and procurement and sales. And boy, that, that age is gone. So the digital transformation of the contract management process, it is on. There's so much money in this space. There's so much growth. It is a really, really exciting position to be in. And we're growing hand over fist. And the opportunity is really to make sure that we're capturing that opportunity and being the best digital hunter because in 2022, the best digital hunter wins, right? Absolutely. I love that. So you mentioned this concept of conveyor belt that, to produce demand I mean, you know this process of what does that look like and can you explain that concept to me yeah absolutely well for years and years and years and years i've worked in manufacturing and i work for owens corning the big insulation manufacturer and you know when you make glass right you melt the glass and you spin the glass and you when you're owens corning you spray it with pink binder right you put it through an oven and you chop it up and you put it on a pallet right and you're really producing something and There's always a people and a process and a technology element to every part of that process. And I really don't find it to be any different when it comes to producing demand for a company. It is a conveyor belt of demand. You're putting people into the top of the funnel and you're processing and categorizing them. And then you're firing messages at them that take the form of webinars and emails and white papers and events and all the things that you do to really capture somebody's heart and mind and make them say, I want that. And we were chatting earlier as we prep for this show. And I told you that, you know, one of the main reasons that I took this job was the conversation that I had with the CRO. 
And we were talking about this concept and the fact that we're producing demand from cold to sold. And it goes all the way through marketing and all the way through sales. And everywhere along that conveyor belt, marketing and sales wraps together. What they do at the end of the funnel, how we help them support the sale and get people to hit them one more time when they're really in that final decision mode with whatever it is we have that's a bottom of the funnel document, all that matters. So people, processes, and technology, when you're having that conversation with your CRO from marketing to sales and really thinking about where is it that we should heat map over and figure out what's wrong and be able to fine tune that and speed up our conveyor belt you know, convert people more quickly, convert the right people and get them into our funnel. That's why I look at it that way. And that really helps crystallize the conversation when I'm working with my peers, because you're mapping it out. They're thinking about where things are in the process and it helps them troubleshoot. What are we really going after versus just having it be this big blob of opportunity to fix things. And then it's kind of hard to get after. Absolutely. So if we think of like audience and content, where is a lot of your focus right now? Is it on like brand awareness and content and thought leadership and all this? Is it on growth marketing and demand gen and all this, or maybe a little bit of both? Love to hear your thoughts on the balance between those and creating audience and content and all that stuff. Well, <clears throat> I would say my first priority is creating demand. And my second priority is creating demand. And my third priority is creating demand, right? That is what we do, demand, demand, demand. And realistically, every single one of us for whatever it is that we want, food, medicine, house supplies, it doesn't matter, right? We're all on a journey. And so all parts of that, I'll go back to the conveyor belt, are really important. I can't just pay attention to the end of it. I've got to be feeding people into the top of it. So I think that our effort is, it's really pretty consistent, right? Because you know, whatever you're consuming that you've brought in, you've got to be bringing people new in. So I knew, so I, I think it's balanced. Probably a change for us is really making sure that we have a conveyor belt for all streams of demand. Of course, you want new logo. Of course, you want to be bringing in new companies, but you also want to be driving demand from your customers. And you also want to be driving demand and building demand with your partners. That's a key revenue stream. So for me and coming in, really making sure that do we really know who we're going after? Do we really have a production line for them? Do we really have automated nurturing streams that are really going to take people through awareness and consideration and decision and purchase? And we make sure that there are no holes in people or processes and technologies all the way through. Certainly for me, I've been super, super strident in as we look at our demand how are people coming in, right? Did they raise their hand and say, I want a demo? Or did they just get scored up in what the term I use is a rising MQL score because they looked at three or four things, right? How fast did those people convert when I call a low intent versus a high intent thing? Hey, contact me. I want pricing, right? I want a demo. Generally, we find that those people are 60 or 70% of the way down the buying process and are much, they convert much more quickly. They make up a significantly larger portion of our SAL, sales accepted leads, what's actually hit the pipeline, than do, you know, those rising MQLs. So do I have a conveyor belt for all of my revenue streams? Is it very intentional that I'm taking care of it all the way down? 
And, you know, at the end of the day, I guess I would say that you can never ignore branding. And I don't mean branding as in folding logos. I mean, what do you really stand for? How are you really going to have sharp sticks and lots of swagger that make you stand out from the competition? And that's always work to be done. And we're not talking about candy bars or wine here. You know, you're talking about serious B2B technology. And because of that consumerization and what I said at the beginning of this about being a PR person, the people who connect intellectually and emotionally are the ones that have the strongest brands. So definitely a lot of focus on putting a big personality into this brand that makes us stand out in a very humanized, consumerized way. That's definitely a critical part of the role. Yeah. Absolutely. So where's your audience? Where are you focused in terms of channels on uh, creating demand and all that stuff? Somebody said to me recently, and I took their words and made it mine, is that it's not a silver bullet, it's silver BBs, right? Mm -hmm. Because every single one of us has a media diet that we eat, right? And people do different things. So if I talk about like the legal audience, general counsels matter to us because they want to make sure that they have contemporary legal systems that embrace the latest in technology. And legal operations people matter to me because... They're the ones that run this tech and they want to know what's going on. So we're constantly looking at what do they consume? Where, what shows are they at? What are they reading? What's the audience of our publications? Our account-based marketing programs really targeted at those titles. How fast am I moving? What are they opening the most? So I would say that it's not about this big macro thing. It's about all those micro moments and really being able to power all your micro moments with people more specifically, that's the power of today's technology. So I'm not trying to do three big mass streams. I'm looking at doing a bunch of streams that really allows us to be razor sharp in influencing the different people in our stakeholder mix and getting them to the way or getting to them in the way that is most powerful and to the messages that are most powerful for them specifically. Absolutely. Have you found any particular platforms to drive a lot of demand, like whether it be LinkedIn or email, or I talked to one company and they're all in on billboards. Apparently that strategy is working well for them. (laughs) Well, I've definitely done them all over the course of time, you know, and it depends on the scope and the scale of your, um, the size of your company and whatnot. It's fun to buy billboards around the world and I've done it. Right now, the mode that we're in, to me is really about the most important thing is what you can do to see who out there is interested, right? It's one thing if somebody raises their hand and they're an MQL, a marketing qualified lead, it's a person who says, I want this. It's another thing to have those accounts out there that are in action, who you can see like surging on Sixth Sense because they're looking at a bunch of things, or you can see who are comparing us on something on G2 Crowd and you're like, hmm, okay. How do I make sure that I can go and get after that activity that somebody may not have raised their hand yet? The dark funnel is real. You need to pay attention to that and you need to be able to consume that demand. And, you know, you can see so much of that now. So when I say the best digital hunter wins, I think in part, that's the energy you put into really understanding, really enhancing your ability to see what seems to be unseeable. But in 2022, it really isn't. Absolutely. So what do you think of emerging channels like YouTube and podcasts and all this stuff when it comes to B2B? 
You know, I think they're all important. People like to watch videos. It's an important part of the mix. You know, more and more, I think if there's any understanding, it's, you know, go back to that dark funnel that people are doing lots and lots and lots of things to inform themselves and, you know, move themselves along the buyer journey before it's ever anything that you can actually measure, right? You might have watched three or four podcasts and seen a bunch of social posts before you ever do anything that I can grab as a marketer and capture that demand, right? But all that stuff out there is important to creating demand. And I will tell you, oh my goodness, you really do need to be fearless in defending that and defending the unseen that you know is really powerful or you're going to do all the wrong things, right? Mm. See, if you only do a last touch attribution, you're going to be in big trouble as a marketer. Absolutely. Well, it's been awesome to have you on. Any uh, final thoughts, last words of wisdom before we run? I think it would be one of ferocity and just really standing your ground and being fearless in your defense of really complicated marketing world and working to understand it deeply and be willing to defend it strongly with your company because you know everybody wants the answers and to be able to measure every single attribute and we just don't know everything yet but when you ask like how'd you hear about us it's not necessarily the things that were captured in your last touch attribution right there are all sorts of things out there that tell you that you're in an air or in the air because of a bunch of things you did that didn't necessarily result in a form fill yet so be careful. So I'll close out with this really funny little story, but it's something that sticks with me for years and years and years. I worked for a company called Longburger and they handmade baskets and they were sold like Tupperware and it became this billion dollar company. It was a thing, an Americana thing. And the founder had been restoring this town, including an old schoolhouse. And there was a book about a business leader who was very successful. And he said, it, the story said to this elderly man, how did you become so successful? And he said, know your business and attend to it. And it's such a simple thing. What, you know, when I look at my marketing peers, it's like nobody should be better at doing what you're doing than you're doing. Know your business and attend to it. And look at all these edges and all these changing elements of what it is we do and be willing to fight for it. That's what's really going to make you stand out in today's marketing world, because it really does take a lot of courage because everything is changing every day and you can wait until you go to a seminar six months later and somebody tells you how to do it. String it to your head of yourself, be brave, be bold, get out there, try this stuff and you will lead your competition. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's been awesome to have you on and this has been a great episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.